This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Catitude. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. Guess what? If you haven't already heard, February is National Pet Dental Health Month. And of course, here we're focused on cats. So for us in our world, it's National Cat Dental Health Month. And I have a special guest with me and we're going to talk about your cats and how to take care of your cat's teeth, what you should do. And yes, you can brush your cat's teeth. We're going to find out the best way. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome back to Catitude, and thank you so much for coming back to Catitude, Dr. Amber Karaki. Thank you so much, Dr. Amber, for coming on Catitude today. Thanks for having me again. So what is so special that we have a special month dedicated to dental health care for pets? Because we have a lot of pet special things, but they're days like national, you know, um, I don't know, hug your cat day or something. But we have a whole month on dental. <laughs> we have it for people, but we have it for pets. Important for your pet. You know the history about that or why we have a whole month or I know it's to bring awareness, of course. Yeah, it was basically bringing awareness. Um, it's something that people never thought of in the past, uh, but it's something that we're finding out is more vital to them living to an older age. It's helping to prevent other diseases if we focus on their teeth and um, to keep them generally happy. If your teeth hurt, you're you're going to be not a happy camper. Maybe not want to interact with your owners as much or eat your food properly or play with your toys. True. And I know some places have specials for National Pet Health Care Month. And you know, at their vet clinic, they'll have, you know, oh, if you schedule it this time, there's a, we have a special for this month or something. But yeah, it is something that I think as pet parents, not all of us, but some of us just don't think about, especially I think for cats, because the cat lovers that we are, we love our cats, but cats' teeth are they're very they're pointy. They're dangerous. There's a lot of germs in them. And it's having both cat fur babies and dog fur babies definitely was a challenge brushing my dog's teeth. Brushing my cat's teeth, close to impossible if I want to have my fingers remain on my hand. So 
how can we get past this fear and also be successful in brushing our cat's teeth? Or is that just like a dream? <laughs> there was something, you know, it seems like impossible. Definitely. Cats can be very hard, especially if your cat's older. Um, they might not like it. So if you have a younger cat, definitely introducing them to like the toothbrush and the toothpaste earlier and like allowing them to put your fingers kind of in their mouth or put the toothbrush in your mouth is good. For older cats, I think part of it is start to introduce them to the toothbrush and the toothpaste slowly. The toothpaste does taste good to them because we do want to use pet-safe toothpaste, so no human toothpaste. The pet-safe toothpaste usually is like chicken or malt flavored. Um, so it's something agreeable to them that they like more as a treat. So letting them see the toothbrush, letting them maybe lick the toothpaste off the toothbrush before before you actually start brushing will help and go slow. So you'll start maybe with just the front teeth for like 10 seconds. And if they're agreeable to that, we let them go and tell them they're a good kitty, give them a treat as well on top of the toothpaste if they like their treats and let them go on their way. And then just slowly as they're getting used to it, do more and more teeth at a time until hopefully they're accepting of that toothbrush. For a lot of pets, there's a little finger thing that is included with um, toothpaste. There's like that kit. That is mostly, as I'm familiar with that, is used for dogs. Is that something you can use for cats? You can, as long as you don't think your cat's going to bite you because they can actually bite through that plastic piece. So if your cat usually doesn't like your fingers near his mouth, I would not use that toothbrush because you'll end up with a bite in your finger. Yes, I've had shows on this, but since we might have people that have never listened to Catitude, I mean, who are you if you haven't listened to Catitude? I'm just kidding. But we've had shows in the past where people, you have no idea the germs that are inside their teeth, you know, just a little bite. I mean, I, I've heard some incredibly horrific stories from cat bites if they're not yeah. properly because they there are a lot of germs in there. So you do want to be careful. I think I would probably not use that little rubber thing. I mean, dogs' mouths, even little dogs, are a lot larger than cats' mouths. So if you have the toothbrush, you have at least some distance between, you know, <laughs> the, your cat's teeth <laughs> and your finger. And definitely, if you get bit by your cat or any other cat, you definitely, I'm going to put this plug out, you definitely need to go see your doctor. You need antibiotics. The reason the cat bites are worse is their teeth are a lot sharper and thinner. So their punctures go down further into your skin and can leave stuff deeper down that you might not be able to wash out. And I have had a technician land in the hospital from a cat bite. So we, we don't mess around with those. Definitely if you get bit by a cat, seek medical care, <laughs> even if it's mild. I've heard also that they have just a lot of bacteria on their teeth. Yeah, dogs and cats, but the yeah. dogs bites aren't as bad as cat bites. I had a holistic groomer on the show once where she had a cat bite. She didn't think that much of it, and her arm swelled up so bad she thought she was going to lose her arm. That's yep. the short, short story because that's not the focus here, but definitely be careful. So should you look for a toothbrush, toothpaste for pets, or you definitely, because they don't always have them in the pet store for just cats only, as long as it says pet safe, I think you're good. I think they differentiate dog versus cat is their flavor um, that they use where they might do a different flavor from dog than for cat. The biggest thing is we can't really use the human toothpaste because of the fluoride in our toothpaste. They can't swallow that. They're not, it's not good for them. Yeah. I've heard 
definitely I've heard a lot about that. Definitely don't use a uh, human toothpaste. So you've given us some great tips. What about if you cannot brush your cat's teeth, if it's just like impossible? I've seen some dental chews for cats. I've seen more for dogs. How effective are those? As long as your cat's actually chewing them, they can work really nicely because it helps to rub the tartar off the teeth. Greenies that does the chews for dogs, they do make greenies treats for cats. And with those treats, the thing is it's a crunchy outside, but a softer inside. So it's forcing the cat, hopefully they don't inhale their food, um, but it forces them to chew down on the treat a few times to help mimic that brushing action for them. Okay. And then if you can't get in the habit, well, hopefully you can get in the habit. If you have, you know, some challenges with your older cat with the, you know, toothbrush and you're trying to get them used to, you know, cat greenies or some kind of dental chew for cats. What about, we're going to get into nutrition after the break, but what about making sure they have dry food as well as wet? Is that helpful at all? Or it's like, ah, it's food. It doesn't really do much. It does help a little bit unless you have the cat that just inhales the food. The dry food also, it's not as good as like a greeny treat or a chew, but it does also do some rubbing against the teeth to help break down some of that tartar. I mean, my cats get both. They get both dry food and wet food. So I do like the mix of it, but hard food does help a little bit with tartar prevention. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about the best nutrition for your cat's teeth and what to expect when you take your cat in for cleaning. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. You know, when my cat's healthy, she's happy. And when my little diva Molly is happy, that makes me happy. But I'm not a mind reader. I don't always know when she's healthy. And so helping me along and just to know that my cat's healthy is just one reason I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter is made up of ultra-absorbent crystals that trap odor instantly. No more stinky cat bathroom smell. I love the fact that it weighs less. No more lugging heavy boxes. And it's dust-free. That's because Pretty Litter has a super light crystal base. And it also, since it's dust-free, it's less messy. And the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the trash can. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes color to help detect early signs of potential illness in my cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. This is so important because, you know, I talk about cats. I have four, but Molly, she's my little diva baby. And I can't tell when she's not feeling good. You know, cats are stoic creatures. She doesn't say, hey, mom, something's up. So how would I know? Another great benefit is that Pretty Litter ships free to my door in a small, lightweight bag. I never run out of it, and I don't have a huge container of litter taking up space and stinking up my place. Pretty Litter helps keep my cat healthy and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash petliferadio to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash petliferadio to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash petliferadio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. 
Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about cat dental health for National Pet Dental Health Care Month. And we're talking with Dr. Amber Karwaki of Heart and Paw Veterinary Clinics. So, Dr. Amber, let's talk about what people should expect when you take your cat in for cleaning. <laughs> so, for these guys, it's just like when we go to the dentist, it's a scale and polish, the same thing at your dentist. Except for I have to put your kiddo under anesthesia because they aren't going to like me being in their mouth. Right. So you generally, you need to have blood work. Yep. Especially on the older kiddos. This is why it costs a lot more than a human cleaning is because you have to have blood work. And older cats like to tend towards kidney disease, especially if we're looking at an older cat for dental cleaning. I need to make sure those kidneys and liver are functioning properly or they will not be able to filter out those anesthetic drugs and wake up properly. And that brings me to another question. I want to get back to this, of course, but we talked about brushing teeth. You mentioned a good age to start is when they're really young, you know, get them used to the toothbrush in the mouth. What about for cleanings? When should you start cleanings for your cat? And at what age would you say, okay, it's probably time to stop? It's hard to give an exact age because some of the tartar buildup, can you brush your cat's teeth on a regular like we would? Genetics can factor into that as well as play, but playing with like different toys and treats. But usually I would say probably around like two, three years old, um, but your annual visits here veterinarian will let you know like oh the tartar's starting to build up let's let's get that under control before it gets to something bad for being too old for me i would say age is not a sickness definitely i'm going to use different medications for them going under than maybe what i would use for a younger cat but as long as their blood work looks good with no problems with the kidneys and liver and the heart sounds fine you are a candidate for anesthesia. Like I said, I just might alter the drugs I use a little bit. That's good to know. For dogs, I have more experience with my dogs with dental cleaning. Um, and generally, they live to like 15. I used to stop the dental maybe around 13 and a half, 14, because the blood work came back like we're not quite sure. And as you said, you have to be you know, careful. Cats live a lot longer generally. Absolutely. So again, that's why the blood work is so important. What about good nutrition for dental health? So we've talked about you should brush your cat's teeth. We talked about some alternatives if you can't or while you're getting used to it, some good chews. Um, what to expect on that visit for a cleaning and I guess to go into a little more detail, so generally when you have a vet visit for your cat's cleaning, you'll schedule the blood work. Is it during your physical, schedule blood work, then come back, then you have the cleaning, then your cat's out of anesthesia. That's within a day usually, right? And some will do it a little bit differently. For me, I do pre-op blood work the day of. So they'll come in earlier in the morning. My technicians will draw their blood and run it before I even get to the hospital. So I do it same day. Some clinics will be like, oh, within the week of your dental cleaning, we'll run blood work. So everyone's a little bit different there. But typically, my patients stay majority of the day with me because even though they're awake from the anesthesia, we like to watch them for an hour or two because they're still groggy. They're still, you know, coming out of it. And we want to make sure everything's going smoothly before we send them home. What's a good rule of thumb if you are, by the time you get the blood work and by the time you have the dental as pet parents, what should 
the range of time be? Like if, I mean, you should trust your vet, of course, but if you have a newer vet or you're a newer pet, you know, pet parent, should it be within the month, within three weeks? You know, you get your blood work back. It's okay. You must have the dental within how much of a period of time? Everyone's going to be a little different for me personally. I'm within two weeks. I want to run that dental cleaning. So that way I know that blood work is still fairly fresh because things can change not that drastic usually in that time period. But every doc might be a little different. There might be some doctors that are fine with the month out. But me personally, I'm a two week person. That's good to know. Okay, so what would the, since we're, let's finish up on the dental, you know, we're getting the dental cleaning. What should pet parents be thinking of when they get their feline, when they get the cat home? What should they be prepared for? So they might be a little bit woozy, which is normal. Anesthesia can make them a little bit nauseous as well. So they might not eat their dinner that night. If your pet has had anesthesia, you should be home with them that night, not going out for dinner or a movie or anything like that. And they're going to be a little unsteady. So we want to block our kitty friends from their cat trees, um, anything tall in case they misjudge anything. And then they take a tumble and potentially break something. Just be very on top of it. What about is there special food that they should have or just like wet food only maybe? It depends on what's going on. If it was just a routine cleaning and nothing is wrong with the teeth, they can go right back to their dry food if that's what they like. If we had to do a tooth extraction for any reason and there's sutures in the mouth, they have to stay on canned food until that sutures come out. And usually it's about 10 days. I'm just curious about this. Do you find you have more extractions in cats or dogs? I tend to see a little bit more in dogs just because they're rougher with their teeth, but cats I don't see as many. Interesting. I mean, years ago, and I was living in Los Angeles, so I, I don't know if this only exists in Los Angeles. And at that time, I only had a dog. She actually cracked her tooth. I had to go to the special doggy dentist in Beverly Hills, only because that's the only place the doggy dentist was. And um, yeah, they have specialties. Are there such specialties for cats or cats are not as likely to crack their teeth because they don't really, you know, eat bones and hooves and stuff like dogs do? Yeah, there are actual veterinary dentists. It depends on your area, how many there are in the area, because there are some vets that might not be as confident to extract teeth. Cat jaws, especially the bottom ones, can easily fracture under too much pressure. So there are some doctors that just won't touch those. They'd rather the specialists do it. And there are some cats, there's a disease that's genetic where their own body attacks their teeth and it gives them horrific inflammation in their mouth. And as horrible as to think about it, the solution is just to remove all of their teeth. The inflammation goes away and they could still chew hard food once the gums are healed. So cases like that, I would send immediately off to the veterinary dentist. I wouldn't want to do all of that. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I know I was you know, being a little funny with the doggy dentist. But, you know, for this kind of uh, situation, when when their tooth was just not chipped a little, but it was cracked vertically, it's just as much of a concern as um, if something happened to your cat that, you know. The extractions can be complicated too. So you might not want to, have, like your veterinarian themselves might not want to, to tackle that extraction because it could be really difficult and I'd rather send it to that specialist that knows how to do it and does it on the daily basis. Right. You might as well be safe. Then follow your vet. If your vet's not, you know, comfortable with it, then go to whoever they suggest. What yep. is good nutrition for dental health? 
So there are some diets that are prescription dental diets, and they're similar to the greenies where they're soft inside, um, but they're crunchy on the outside. So it kind of forces your cat to chew them. Not every cat needs them. I think having the good crunchy chews along with the wet food, if that's what your cat's like, are ones that will help for you. But if your cat's one that has a lot of dental disease, talking to your veterinarian about one of those prescription dental diets might help to reduce the the issues that you're having. Okay, so prescription food, and Mm -hmm. then as well as definitely look for, are there prescription dental treats as well? Or are they mostly over-the-counter or both? I think they're mostly prescription. I don't think they actually make a dental treat that's prescription. They just tell you to use the food as a treat if you don't want to use it as your main one. But then there's, like I said, the green treats and stuff like that that are over-the-counter that work similar to them. Okay, good to know. This has been some great information. Any final words of wisdom for cat pet parents for National Cat Dental Health Month? I think cats don't like to show you a lot of signs when they're not feeling good. If all of a sudden your cat becomes drooly, especially on one side of their face versus the other, they're shying away from your hands If when you go to pet their face. If they are dropping their food when they're trying to eat it or they're not using their toys like they usually would, there's probably something going on in that mouth. Those are the clues to look for uh, to then bring them into your veterinarian to have them take a peek. Well, I want to thank you so much. And we mentioned that you're from Heart and Paw. So tell us a little bit about Heart and Paw. So Heart and Paul is a veterinary center. We're located mostly in the Northeast, but we're working our way down South. All the centers have veterinary care and grooming available. And then there are some centers that also have play yards as well. We like to do low stress handling of all the pets. So we're not ones to hold them down when they need something. We'll work with them to kind of let them agree to having their blood drawn or getting their shots. We use a lot of treats and cookies that way. And we like having grooming and daycare in our centers because if something happens, like dogs get in fights. So, you know, if a fight happens or the groomer finds like an ear infection or whatnot, the groomers or the daycare attendants can just walk right over to the veterinarian, have us look at it to see if it's something serious that we can, you know, potentially take care of the own for the owners then, or we can let them know they need to go see their own vet if they choose to go there. Well, I know Heart and Paws only like in like mid-Atlantic area. Yep. The lowest is Tennessee. And then there's some in Maryland, near Washington, D.C., and then Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, and I want to say up in Connecticut. And the rest of us are hopeful that you come to our state soon. (laughs) We're growing. We're growing slowly but surely. The best way to do it. Well, Dr. Amber Karwaki, I want to thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing all this great knowledge for National Pet or National Cat Dental Health Month. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I hope all of you enjoyed this show for National Cat Dental Health Month. There's a lot of great information that we talked about in this show. So I hope you take the time to listen to it again, share the podcast. There's a lot of people that are not as familiar with cat dental health as there are, you know, uh, say dog dental health. And it's just important to take care of your cat's teeth. Remember to use a toothbrush. (laughs) Don't use that rubber thing. (laughs) Anyway, I'd like to thank my cats. And they all have pretty good teeth, thank goodness. Thanks to Molly and Charlotte, Dennis and Jethro. And uh, thanks to Mr. Nikki the dog who... 
he doesn't have as good a teeth. He's had some extractions. Long story. But we're focused on cats today. So thanks, pet family, for always being there for me. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. Amber Kawaki of Heart and Paw, for coming on our show today. Thanks especially to my Catitude audience. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate it. And of course, thank you. Thank you to my wonderful producer, Dr. I was going to give him a doctor name. Thank you, of course, to my wonderful producer, Mark Winter, for all you do. He does such a great job to make sure our sound, all of our shows sound amazing. So remember, always lose the attitude and have catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.